The Boiler Upload podcasts are brought to you by Martin Vintage. Do you love Purdue Vintage logos? Do you like supporting small businesses? Are soft and comfortable t-shirts and sweatshirts something that you adore this holiday season? Especially when they don't break the bank? Look no further than Martin Vintage. This Purdue alumni-owned small business is the place for you. Make sure to head over to martinvintage.com today to see what they have to offer. Welcome everybody to Behind the Rails on the Boiler Upload Podcast Network. I guess it's a network. Anyway, I am your host, Travis Miller of BoilerUpload.com. And with me as always is Purdue's all-time touchdowns leader, Grey Cup MVP, and general fantastic running back, Corey Sheath. How you doing, Corey? How are yourself, Travis? How you doing? I am good. I am good. And I'm celebrating the fact that Purdue football is a Big Ten champion, even if it's only half the Big Ten right now. <laughs> hey, we're the champions of the West. That's all that matters. Yeah, uh, it's not the prettiest. Uh, the, we would be a fourth place in the East. However, we are contractually obligated to go to the Big Ten championship game, and I'm not going to complain. You get one shot now, and sometimes that's all you need. I mean, it's going to be exciting, I believe. Purdue will play up to Michigan standard, and it'll be a good game. That That's all I'm asking for. Uh, just don't get blown out. Make it competitive. Make it interesting. And if you win it, Pasadena on New Year's Day. That's a nice reward. Yes, it is. It'll, it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, if they, if they lose, they're still probably going to your neck of the woods because they will probably play either in Orlando or Tampa at the bowl game. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. <laughs> But to get there, we will first talk about this past weekend as Purdue won the old Oaken bucket in a game that was kind of dull in the first half as Purdue trailed, I think it was seven to three. No, it was 10 to three at half. No, seven to three. I'm sorry. But seven to three at halftime offense didn't do a whole lot after the opening drive, but came alive in the second half. Yes, they did. And uh, you know why? But uh, They went to Maccabee. Exactly. Run the ball, my guy. They <laughs> ran the ball, McAvee did his thing. I, I, was, I was happy to see him shoot. It wasn't even just on the ground. He was catching the ball. He was he was doing it all, pretty much. Yeah, he had five receptions for 58 yards out of the backfield, and that kind of got the offense going on that opening drive. But I'm sitting there in the first half, and he's averaging six, seven, eight yards a carry, but he only had five carries or so. He finished the game 15 for 99 and a touchdown. That's six and a half yards of carry. I mean, exactly. just give the man the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it goes to tell you that uh, your line is they want to run the they want to run the ball, run the block, opposed to just sitting back and receiving the blow. Yeah, and I know you've said that the offensive linemen they'd ra- much rather plow the road than uh, sit there and get hit all day. Exactly. So. And he got some guys up front that can do both. So a balanced offense, I see in the near future. It could be a good thing for Purdue. Absolutely. And did you see the cut he put on them for his in his touchdown run? That was oh man, that was beautiful. His eyes was y'all might have been looking at the cut. I was looking at his eyes. Uh huh. And they and they were wide open that entire run. For me, that just goes to show me that he's looking at the field. He's not 
just looking at the person in front of him. He's looking everywhere. And see, I've, I've got the replay up here. I'm watching it in the background on my screen as we record this. <clears throat> and he's so fluid. And his balance is so good when he's running. It's like, it, it's kind of weird and hard to describe, but it's definitely a big difference that he has when he runs. He just, everything seems to slide in motion to keep that balance perfect. And it was really in, it was really on display in that touchdown run. You know, it's good to see and tell. As an athlete, when the game slows down, mm-hmm. and I believe the game has slowed down for him, and the sky's the limit for that kid. So, yeah, he's got speed, he's got agility, he can cut, he can move, he's got some toughness to him, and he he's got a shot still at a thousand yard season. I think he needs 151 in two games. Going to be tough to get against a really hard Michigan defense, you know, unless you pop one, but you never know. You're going to have to pop a couple. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be tough. That Michigan defense is stingy. Yeah. I, th- I think they're giving up something like 55, 60 yards per game on the ground. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Still uh, talking about Indiana. Yeah. Our defense looked amazing. Yeah. Aside from that opening, uh, from that first 75-yard run, the Purdue defense played really, really well. When you consider they gave up 250 yards or 215 yards on the ground, but 71 came on one play, that brings the average down a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, that that was one of those things. Wrong defense, right play call. Because mm-hmm. it was one person to beat. He outran him, and it was all, all she wrote. No wife can catch him. It right. wasn't like he was not fast. Like we just didn't have nobody that had any wheels in the secondary for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and I I don't care how fast you are if you get if the play is called right and it's well blocked, and you get that one block you need, a lot of guys can score on that. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I, I saw, it because it was coming right at where I was sitting in the, in the stadium there, and I saw that one block get thrown. And I'm just like, oh, that's trouble right there. And he was still like five yards behind the line of scrimmage. <laughs> but you see the whole thing open up, and you're like, uh-oh, this, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> right, right, exactly. He, he had that one man to beat. It was all right. If he made this tackle, he's good. But if not, it's all she wrote. And sure enough, he missed that tackle. It's, it was crazy to think about. Like, we don't really have any guys that are, like, listening fast in the secondary. No, and usually you do have at least one or two. Exactly. At least one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But they, they've been struggling with uh, – the secondary struggled to tackle downfield all year. So, just like I'm, – I'm not surprised by that. And, uh, oh, no, not at all. But <laughs> they got it together the rest of the game. And I know you were mentioning the pregame. Things would have probably been different if their quarterback hadn't gotten hurt. And uh, that, that was unfortunate with him. Uh, Dexter Williams, the second. He'd only thrown one pass to that point. Uh, he – completed only one pass in regulation the week before, but 
he they had something going with him in that option run game and he just planted and something went something let go on him because you don't <clears throat> drop like he did without something major letting go and it took a while to get him off the field too um from what i see i i can only hope that it's not his achilles because it looked like he stepped on something and like he didn't he didn't grab his knee Mm-hmm. Usually, when somebody when it, when something happens to them, the person grabs it. That Achilles, it, it, it just pops and you just feel weird. I bet. <laughs> and that's what it looked like to me, but I hope not. <laughs> and it they said that uh, he had actually torn his ACL before. But I know we've seen guys tear their ACL and they'll just kind of limp. They they don't usually drop like that and need the cart to come off. I know. Yeah, you usually can walk with an ACL. Shoot, you can walk with an MCL. Honestly, people walk with blown knees. And just tough it out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't walk with no Achilles. They can't nope. get you. <laughs> Actually, not one. You can't walk with Achilles. You just got to walk real carefully. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, how would, you said you blew yours in what, Miami? Uh, Miami and in Oakland. I walked up the field both times. <laughs> oh, ouch. Uh, well, ho- hopefully he's able to come back because that's, uh, that's, that's not a fun injury, I'm betting. Oh, no, not at all. That's, that's a year. So if he was a senior, he's not I – don't, I don't know how that works. I believe he's a sophomore. Oh, so he's good. He'll be all right. They'll get him right. Yeah, he he can come back. Yeah, he was a sophomore. He was out of Macon, Georgia. And uh, all all I can find on it says he was taken to a nearby hospital for further evaluation. So hopefully hopefully he's he'll get it together, be able to come back for them next year because it's tough to see guys go down like that. Yeah, it was real bad. But first – the team got out of sync, and it, it, it worked in our favor. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I think it was really a case of Indiana had prepped all week for Williams and that option running game and kind of being like Navy light, and then all of a sudden they have to bring in the backup. Basilak was their starter to start the season, so it's not like he didn't have any experience, but their entire game plan basically got thrown out the window at that point, and – They've really managed only three more points the rest of the game. Now, part of that is they missed a field goal. They had one blocked, but they only had three more points the rest of the game in the competitive phase. They scored on the final play of the game when the game was long decided. So I'm with you. The defense really stepped up. They might have given up a few yards, but they weren't giving up points. I mean, they weren't giving up nothing in the second, not secondary, special teams was coming in big, it seemed like, especially with that block. Mm-hmm. We had a what a pick or a fumble or whatever they ended up calling it. <laughs> uh, it was the pick six, very very late. That was juggled around between three guys, and then Corey Trice kind of pulled it off of his leg and just ran eight yards for the touchdown. So, yeah, that was a, that was a fun play to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and technically, the fourth pick six we had on the season, even if one of them didn't count. <laughs> I mean, if our secondary would be so shaky, they, they, they put up numbers. 
Yeah, I, I, I've said it all year. They are just as likely to give up the 60-yard touchdown as get a pick six. And you just – you never know, and you hope it goes the other way. <laughs> That's a scary game to play. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you, were, you come across a dog at receiver. Yeah. But I, 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 don't think, I don't think we've seen, seen a dog yet. Uh, not yet. I, I'm, you know, Michigan's going to have some players, but they are definitely a strong running team. They have rushed for almost 3000 yards on the season. So they are very good at running the ball and stopping the run. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot of yards. <laughs> we'll, we'll worry about Michigan when we record the next one. I mean, we, we got to enjoy this. We got to enjoy this. So, I mean, just, what do you think? Two seasons in a row winning eight games. That is two regular seasons, I should say, with eight wins. That's something that has not been done in West Lafayette since 1997 and 1998. I mean, what are your thoughts as somebody who's been a part of the program and seeing this and how can it be a positive going forward? Um, Depending on how they approach it, if they try to stick to the old guns, it could be the same dismal, the same dismal season we've been having. Yeah, he's been winning eight games, but it's been a hard eight to watch. <laughs> well, this year's but, eight was a lot harder than last year's eight. I will say that. Yeah, I will agree with that as well. But I think we have something in this newfound running game with O'Connell exiting. I mean, who's the backup? Who's behind him? Well, that's a good question. Um, I believe they said that of the everybody that would be coming back that is currently on the roster, we have a grand total of 10 passing attempts between Michael Alimo and Brady Allen. Uh, Alimo is a redshirt freshman. Allen is a true freshman. Uh, they both played a little bit this year against Indiana State. Uh, I think Alimo got in one game last year and was able to hold on to his redshirt, but we w- unless we pick up somebody in the transfer portal, Purdue is going to be rolling with a very inexperienced quarterback from day one next year. So it's going to be the Maccabee show to start, most likely. I mean, let's hope it's the Maccabee show. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be easy to have an inexperienced quarterback and let the young man roll with it until he finds his legs, so to speak. Right. And – it's not that these guys are not talented, but you've been there. You know it is very different once you step onto the field uh, for the first time in live fire, if you will. Not even live fire when you're the guy controlling the ship. <laughs> it's a little bit different when everybody's looking at shield posts and you're looking at him, and if I come in, you're like, ah, I'm the savior. Nah, you you the, you the head, you the... <laughs> You to blame if, if things go wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, huh. we won a bucket. It's still still in Lafayette. Yep. So two years in a row now, too. <clears throat> Thankful of that. <laughs> I, I was looking here to, to make sure I have the stats accurate. Alimo played in one game last year. He got in very late against UConn, did not have a passing attempt, but had a rushing attempt for a yard. And this year he played against Indiana State, was five of seven for 37 yards. 
and he also had two runs for 13 yards. So he's out rushing O'Connell on the season. <laughs> I mean, you're out rushing O'Connell on the season. <laughs> this is true. Yes, he had, he's had some good runs the last couple of games. I'm I'll give him credit. He, he popped one off on Saturday for about 10 yards. It was really nice, and it came at a key point. Yeah, you got to raise your standards. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then Brady Allen also played against Indiana State. Much more limited action. One completion on three attempts for eight yards. So you've got two guys next year. Combined six completions between them for 45 yards. I don't know if Jeff Brom, it's going to be really telling to see what he does in the offseason, whether he hits the transfer portal for a granted, you know, an older quarterback to come in can be like a one-year hired gun, or if he just decides he's going to roll with one of these guys, because both of them were highly recruited, and it's going to be year three in the system for Alimo, so that should be around the time that he can prove that he can give you something. I mean, hitting the portal, then you're back. Back with the same problem come the end of the year. So true. Go with one of these guys and develop one of these guys. Like you said, we, we we have a running game. If we lean on that, these guys can fly under the radar and just manage the game and not lose the game, opposed to trying to win the game. And hopefully you're able to go and develop <clears throat> a little bit more depth behind Mockaby too, because you don't want to put everything on just one running back. It's Always good to have good idea to have two or three. I mean, that sounds good, but it's a, it's a running back dream come true. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, you, you want all those carries. Average 25 30 carries a game. Woo. It's a That's hard day, a, but a good day. I mean, it's, it sounds like a hard day, but yeah. That's, that's at least 150 to 200. It, it should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but. I mean, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about, what, next week? This week? This week. Uh, we will be at Lucas Oil Stadium to face the Michigan Wolverines, who come in at 12-0. and They just waxed Ohio State in Columbus by multiple scores. It is not going to be an easy one. <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed to be, right? It's a championship game. Right. We already had all easy ones. <laughs> right. Uh, they are by far the toughest team that we have faced all year. There's a couple of common opponents. Um, they beat Indiana 31-10. Purdue beat Indiana 30-16. to So that's pretty dead even, especially since six of those 16 were on the final play. Um, <laughs> they beat Maryland 34-27 in one of their tightly most – uh, most tightly contested games of the year. Purdue beat Maryland by two, as we know. Um, they beat Penn State pretty badly, 41-17. Purdue took Penn State down to the wire before losing. The one that's interesting is really Illinois. Only They only beat Illinois 19-17 to on a very late field goal. So uh-huh. that is, And then that was a week after Purdue had beaten Illinois. So, I mean, Purdue does not have the defense that Illinois does. Uh, the, the Illini have a pretty strong defense, but still, Purdue was able to put up more points than Michigan did against Illinois. So that that kind of has me a little bit encouraged there. 
I believe Mockaby got right at 100 yards in that game. And I'm looking at the stats for Michigan and Illinois here. Uh, Mockaby was right on par with their main running back, Blake Corum, who had 108 yards and a touchdown. I think Mockaby had like 101 and a touchdown. So if mm-hmm. you're looking for a comparison, that might be it. I mean, we can play with these guys. So I'm not too worried. It sounds like they have a lot of uh, guys on paper that look good, but at the end of the day, you, you got to strap up that helmet and go out there and win it. Mm-hmm. And you're playing yeah. with the house money. I mean, nobody nobody outside that locker room expects you to win anyway. And might as well go for it. <laughs> I mean, I don't even think like it does. Is you work this hard to get here. Yeah. Ain't no point going out here and, and pissing down your leg. God damn, play, play what you play how you been playing. Mm-hmm. What you been doing? Making plays, catching the ball, making throws, running, blocking, making tackles, sacks, great plays on, on, on defense in the secondary. It's just another Saturday. Mm-hmm. God damn, treated as such. Just in a different stadium and on a bigger stage, that's all. And so, to be real with you, this ain't even the game. It's the game after this. <laughs> and there's always a chance they're going to be, they're going to be looking past Purdue a little bit because they're probably going to go to the playoff. Um, they just had their big emotional win. They had not won in Columbus in 22 years, so that's that's huge for their program. Uh, hey, they they catch this out. I don't know about them playoffs. well it jeff brom has always managed to get his teams to usually play to the level of their competition and he is three and oh against teams ranked in the top five so i don't know how he does it or what he does but so far it has worked and we're gonna have to reach into that bag and hope it works again i'm actually pretty confident pretty will play well the outcome, I mean, that's up to the football guys, but I'm confident in Purdue this week. So, this is really kind of – you've now watched more football kind of in the last two years for Purdue than you had seen in a while. You know, what? what is your general take now of where the program is? Uh, obviously, they're trending up from where they were, but uh, just kind of what are you seeing as a former player? I mean – Purdue always shows up in the big games, it seems like. But don't show up in the games that they're supposed to just roll over the opponent. Mm-hmm. They'll be the undefeated Ohio State team in Ohio State. Or they'll beat them at home. Like It always seems like Purdue shows up against the ranked opponents. And we have a ranked opponent coming into town I'm going to just say coming to town because they're coming to our state. <laughs> <laughs> so, we the home team here. <laughs> but it's, 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 it's good to see. The, t- the team plays well when the bright lights are on. And that's something you can build on as a program. I think one of the more interesting things that has come out of this is in the last two years – they have managed to win nine games away from home, which mm-hmm. 
is something that has not been done since the 40s. They won wow. five, they won 5 in 1943 away from home and then the next year they won it looks like 3. So if you're trying to look at seasons consecutive seasons where they won 9 games away from home, we may have never done that. Um, you, you would have to go way way back for that kind of thing. <laughs> That's crazy. And I, I mean, they've won more games away from home than they've won at home. So I like that this team is, they, they seem to play better on the road. They're not afraid to be that visiting team. Right. And that's good to see. Plus this is a home game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> on the street, man, it's a home game. Purdue show up. Well, tickets are sold out. I already saw a ticket master that it is a sellout. So I imagine there's quite a few Michigan fans that have bought tickets, but uh, I've, I've talked to some people that are coming in specifically under the, Hey, we don't know when we're going to get another chance to play in this thing. So we might as well take advantage of it and have some fun. Right. It's, it's going to be enjoyable to watch. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Uh, that is probably all we have right now, talking about the IU game. Uh, we will be back later this week when it comes to uh, talking about Michigan and the Big Ten championship game itself. So before we sign off, any final thoughts on the IU game, Corey? BTFU and IU sucks. Go Bullers. <laughs> the Oaken Bucket is still home where it belongs. I love it. <laughs> Add another P. <laughs> it's fun winning it in blue is it a little more fun winning it in bloomington than west lafayette no because when you win it at home i mean they got to take that bus ride home and we get to party <laughs> right away <laughs> uh well that's the thing you got to experience it in both places so i mean <laughs> i mean my first when we went in iu like I was so damn tired after the game. I didn't even care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the times we won it at Purdue, I, I got to enjoy it. Uh, it wasn't. I didn't have to worry about that bus ride. It was just like immediately fans, 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 bars, drinks, party. Let's go. <laughs> that thing's heavy too. I've got to pick it up at like the fan day and stuff. When you got all the chains in that thing, that is heavy. Yeah, it is. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and it gets heavier every year because those the individual links aren't exactly light either. My first time grabbing it, like it threw me. Oh, it was like, huh, like hold this. And hand it to me. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> 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 well, like you said, the bucket is home. It is safe in West Lafayette for another year. So we we're happy to just keep it in the trophy case and may it stay there much much longer than just another year so uh, like i said we'll be back later this week to talk about the michigan wolverines and the big 10 championship game but until then for Corey, i am travis of boiler upload and this has been the behind the rails podcast so boiler up BTFU.